0: Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for my friend Rob, I'm Cody and I'm Tyler. Tyler, what movie did we watch? We watched,
1: uh, I believe we decided on this one, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Sorry, no no, yes. no, 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 hold on, hold on, no, 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 that's not what we watch. no, no, that's not it. what
0: we watch. You got it. It's Dungeons,
1: you got it. ampersand, dragons, colon, yes. honor among thieves.
0: Oh, yeah. There are a lot of ampersand fans out here that are going to really appreciate that. We're going to get a lot of love from the ampersand folks.
1: Cody, okay, let me ask you this, all right?
0: Yes. You ever use ampersand? Oh, all the time. Did I'm you ever think you would? a big for the ampersand. Now I, you know, you're, I didn't. Um, and, uh, the more I used it, the better I felt, you know, I'm like, I am better than everyone else. This is, this is good.
1: I, I use it every day and I never, you couldn't like, what? Who uses an ampersand? I've had old farts, old boomers as they call them looking at me. Like, did you just use an ampersand?
0: Like, yes, sir. And they're like,
1: what are you, an old lady? You know? The only thing
0: better than using an ampersand is getting to say ampersand out loud. Because it's just, what a fun word, you know? It's the most fun, I would say. Tyler, let's talk about this. Because we could go on about ampersands for the whole hour, easily. But I know you got other stuff you want to talk about. Do you want to give me a quick rundown of the this movie, Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Cody, here's the thing. Okay, I can give you a rundown, but I re—here's what I want to do. I really want you to try to sum up the movie. It- can we switch it up a little bit? This is a nerd uh, movie. Yeah,
0: we can. Of the All two
1: right. of us, one of us has spent quite a lot of time in Dungeons and Dragons and Dungeons and Dragons esque yeah. games, and one yes. of us um, bullied his younger brother over it. So. I want to hear from you uh what what this movie was.
0: All right. Well, Dungeons and Dragons is a tale about a man, a man whose actor's name is Chris Pine, and he's got a ragtab group of friends that steal things, but then they get in trouble. And he gets imprisoned. Then he gets out of prison. Is like I got to get my life back, all right. And it's his adventure trying to undo the damage he did from the thing when he stole the thing from the wrong thing. It takes place in Dungeons and Dragons land, the with the the knights and the um, barbarians and the wizards. Did I do it. They do a good job, yeah, 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 Perfect.
1: I mean that's it. I think we could just end the whole thing there, honestly, you know, like what's even the point I mean, in...
0: I... that's good enough, I would say,
1: yeah, I mean, you some you nailed it, all right, like you you came out, you came out swinging, and you nailed it, yep,
0: so. Do you want to give me your quick hitter? What what was your take on the movie? Was it, I mean, was it tasty or was it not?
1: Look, Cody, a lot of people have been coming to me saying, Tyler, we all want to know, you know, what did you think about this movie? And I said, you know, maybe I'll tell you one day. But here today, this is that day that I tell you, Cody, right? Oh. And i tell you one thing, right? It, it's, you know, it's better than the two thousand dungeons and dragons movie and you know what a high bar I, what, to be better than.
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say what a. even as a ch- when i saw that as a child i was like that was it i saw the best thing though the other day and it was someone had tweeted out the deleted scene from the 2003 Dungeons and Dragons movie. And it was like him seeing a tra- and dragon egg hatch, except it was one of those deleted scenes that was like not even halfway done. And so it was just like the actor standing in front of like a green screened egg, like, uh, and then doing the director was like, okay, now now look away. Like it's flying away. And then it like, it looked like they just ripped off a dragonite. Or, you know, whatever from uh, Pokemon and then had it like flap its wings lazily away. And it was like really bad, you know, like really bad, like pre-res, like the very original, I guess is what it's going to look like graphic. It was awesome. It was so good. So here's like, you know what? This is probably better than the rest (laughs) of the movie from what I remember, you know? So there was
1: in 2000, there was another. And I think at the time it was kind of similar to this one where it was a big budget movie based on Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah. Titled Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. They've made a ton of movies since then, you know, but they're all like kind of crappy B, you know, it's kind of like in how I made you watch In the Name of the King. And it was like, they're like, we're going to go for it. We're making a big budget action movie. And there's been like six since, but it's like, these are not they're not going for the same bar. You know, they realized they missed the bar so hard that it's like their shoelaces were tied together and they fell backwards away from the bar, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. and so they just went with there. They went from where they were, you know? Uh, and so that's kind of what happened. I think So now 23 years later, they're trying it again. Um, it looks from what I can see, Based on the box office, that it may be going about the same, but on the bright side, it's reviewing much better this time around. What's yes, up with that?
0: I would. Here's the thing I'll give you my hot take. Give it to me. I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, here's the problem with stuff these days you know, there's so much content. I think if this movie came out in like May and it was like the big movie coming out in May, it would have a chance to actually do pretty well at the box office. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is there's a big movie coming out like every weekend from now to like mid-August. So it was like John Wick, then this, then Mario, then Air, then, you know, there's Marvel stuff going to be dropping a little this summer. Like you're competing because you're competing with DC and Marvel and Star Wars and everyone else trying to reboot everything. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty crowded at the box office this year, I feel like. Um so I think that's kind. Of, I think this movie has the quality to be like a big box office hit, but I think it's just jam packed in between so many releases. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's really hard to be dominant at the box, and it's the same problem with TV. There's so many like good premiere TV shows. It's really hard to be the one that is like in vogue, gets everyone's attention, gets all the good reviews, and gets all the conversation as well. It's like really hard to get all that. Even when your show is, you know, I mean. If this came out in 2003, would it not have like totally crushed, you know, March release 2003 would this not have been the be- by far the best movie coming out for like a month and a half? Oh yeah. So, anyway, I thought it was very good, like totally worthy of a good box office reception. But uh it's real tough. Real tough out here.
1: Oh yeah. I I mean, you know? It's rough out here when you're out, when you're trying to, you know, you're like, hey, we know what you nerds like, but then all the nerds are like, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't even, what even is dungeon, what, dungeons and uh, a dra- dragons, what is that? You know, like if anybody, everybody you've ever met that's like, I don't know what that is, you should kill them because they're lying to you, just. right kill them when the cops come for you say cody made me do it you know just say cody made you do it and they'll let you go all right that's the rules
0: that's why that's why the people listen they need a scapegoat and i'm here i'm ready to take the charges you know yeah i got a rock solid alibi i was out watching dungeons and dragons all right water tight watertight is so what well, you Tyler, what did you say what yeah my alibi it's my alibi's is watertight okay i was like well, if they're gonna look, look, let more? Me walk it back all right if they're gonna say that it was my fault that the murder happened but then i've got a really good alibi then i won't get I, they can't convict me
1: yeah uh,
0: yeah right i mean
1: i'm uh, here's the thing my honest uh thinking of that is the uh it's just going to be a person who just killed their friend over the D&D movie. And they're going to say, "But Cody made me do it. And they're just going to the insane asylum. All right. So no one's coming back at us for this one. Right.
0: As long as I'm not getting convicted, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool with it. You know? Yeah. I got children almost to feed. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You I got, got your baby's like 90 lo- 99% feed, loaded. Right? All right. Oh, yeah. It's re- almost ready to harvest, oh, yeah. right? Like, it's loaded. It's just copying the file over. You know that? You know, on PlayStation, you do that and it's like, it's downloaded. And you're like, great. Now we got to copy the file. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Explain that to me. All right, Tyler, anything else to say about Dungeons Ampersand Dragons? Or are we going to dive right into the? I mean, actually, we us just
1: dive into it. I I'm, and you, I'm, in, I'm into it. You know, like, I'm into it. There's tons more to say about it, but you know. Let's dive into it. Cody, just climb into my hole. All right. Climb into my portable hole. Get in my hole, Cody. Hold your breath, because it's you don't get a lot of oxygen. All right. That's the ruling on the field today. Hold your breath. We'll get there soon. Climb into that hole though. And then I'll take you. I'll take you on a journey to Dungeons and Dragons Town in Spoilertown, USA.
0: Tyler, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I can go first. I know you're ready. I'm I mean, know you're ready.
1: Kinda. I'm trying to not find out. Not only do I not have my watch, watch,
0: which I use for our timer, but oh. also I have no notes. So, you know, I'm just gonna... <laughs> alright. I'm just gonna let you handle this, alright? Okay. Alright.
1: All right, I'll just—I got my timer, so don't worry. All right, here we go,
0: Cody. So let
1: me tell you about this movie. Let me tell you about uh, the whole time I kept thinking to myself. All right, let's think about the rules. Okay, here's the thing: I know some about fifth edition. Everybody's like, fifth edition is so different from every. It's not. Everybody that's like all these editions—they're so different, so unique. It's not. It's like saying all the monopolies are completely different sure they're completely different rule sets if you're a nerd for monopoly but if you're coming from the outside guess what cody it's a bunch of nerd numbers and math and nerd acting okay two kinds of nerds come together on dungeons and dragons that's why the nerds love it so much okay you got math nerds and you got drama nerds and they come together on D. okay Whether you could be playing D&D, you could be playing Pathfinder, you could be a loser with no friends playing anything else, all right? If you play anything else as your base game, you have no friends, and all you're doing is buying those books and reading them, okay? The rest of us, we dip our toes, but it's kind of like just dabbling in a little murder while you're on holiday, all right? You go to Sri Lanka and you murder somebody, okay? You do it. We all do it, okay? They're on vacation. You're on vacation. Nobody cares. Okay. They were trying to murder you. You hunted them in the jungle. All right. It's fine. Okay. You got a better role on that stealth check and you came up and you got them, and now they're buried out in the middle of a swamp. Okay. You know, but if that's all you do, no one wants to talk to you at the party. Okay. If that's like all you want to talk about, no one wants to talk to you. But if you're like, yeah, how'd your murder go? Oh, it was cool. All right. Now let's go talk about our normal lives. Okay. Then you're friends with people. Okay. So that's, you know, but so I kept thinking to myself, how, how did the mechanics of this movie equate to the game? And let me tell you, they did the bards dirty, Cody. That's what I'm coming out of the gate here, okay? They did the bards dirty. Bard, there's one thing we all know about fifth edition, Cody. Bards are the most overpowered class in the entire game, right? Because everyone does the same kind of bard. You're all making a gnome. Uh, Lola, well, usually you make a halfling because you're a coward and you won't make a gnome, all right? Everybody make a gnome. That's what a brave person does but we all make sexy bards that want to seduce everything they see. Okay. And then it's like, all right, it's time to fight. Guess what? You can hit harder than everyone else. And now you, and you can also from across the map, whisper in the bad guy's ear and say, you're fat. And they say, Oh, and that's six points of mental damage. All right. No one else can whisper an insult into some other characters ear and they take actual damage. Also, what the heck Cody? What's the difference? mental psychological, mental damage versus physical damage. It's just damage. It's just a type of damage. Just say you do that much damage. Gosh, dang it. Nerds. Just say you do damage. What? Yeah, sure. But also, you could just say, I don't know, my words whipped him across the face, and now he's got a little scar that says, you're a loser, just etched in tiny little letters across their face, all right? And, you know, he never does that. He never casts a dang spell. What do they have him do? They have him hitting people with his loot, all right? And I'm like, don't, you can't do that. You lose that loot. You can't do nothing. And then they're like... Then there's him. He's a hologram or whatever, and I'm like finally having him do some magic. But they have the sorcerer. Sorcerers are such losers. Are you there? If I was mailing no thing, and they're like, oh, we got to find this sorcerer. I'd be like, what do you want us to die? We need a wizard, all right. Sorcerers are just lazy wizards, all right. You've seen it. We've all seen it. You've seen workaholics, right, Cody? This is what the sorcerers do. You know, you've seen workaholics. They go to the high school. He buttons the top button of his button-up shirt like a gangster all right like like the mexican gang members all right he comes in he puts his arms up on the little like book like you're gonna steal the book reader things you know coming out there he's like what's up with all these books that's a sorcerer all right that's what a sorcerer is doing coming in on these wizards but here's the thing in a pinch cody that wizard <coughs> here's what you do everybody you go out you buy yourself i can't uh, what's called like a Gosh, I can't remember the name of it, Cody, but it's a quiver. All right, what it's for is for types of arrows, okay? But there's nothing that says you can't put scrolls in this quiver, Cody. Here's the secret. This is every dungeon master. If your dungeon master won't let you do this, kill him. Blame Cody, all right? That's what we do, okay? You put the scrolls in there. You're in the midst of battle. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't prepare this spell. Boom, boom. Pull it out like a, of your quiver. <coughs> it's a quick action or whatever. You know, you don't got to waste nothing. Boom. You're you're popping off these scrolls. There ain't no attuning to nothing.
0: Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. And uh, I'm just going to go right into what I got to say. And first off, I think you forgot that, like, we're talking about a movie and I don't know. Look, let me peek behind the curtain. Let me let me. Uh, pull the curtain back and let the folks peek behind i thought maybe here's what was going on but in my mind's eye i thought oh tyler's being nice by not talking about the movie because he just saw the movie and i saw the movie like a week ago and so he's trying to give me all the juice tyler i got no clue what you've been saying for five minutes i got nothing i can't bounce off of what you've been saying because i don't know what you've been saying so i guess i'll just talk about The movie we were supposed to be. This thing has gone off the rails, sir. And I mean. I don't think you have an opinion on this movie. I think you went to watch this movie and you sat there and fantasized about the last time you played Dungeons and Dragons and thought, hmm, let me plan out some more of my next campaign. This is what I'm going to do with it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think happened to you. And shame on you for it, because this, sir, is a movie podcast. It's we come on here talk about movies and to get people to blame me for their murders. All right. Those are the two reasons that we come here today. Let's talk about this. Rob worked on this movie. He does visual effects. And, uh, you know, I have to say visual effects pretty good in this movie. I thought I thought they were solid. I liked the movie. Here's what I liked about it. it had plenty of humor. Obviously, the directors are kind of they like they like the humor, the comedy, which I like, you know. You need to do an adventure style movie, throw some comedy in there, makes everyone happy, keeps keeps it light, keeps it fresh. The other thing they did well in this movie, they had look, they didn't they didn't make it light on the characters of the plot. They gave the characters a little depth, they gave them a little a little oomph, they gave them a little a little what I want. You know what I'm saying? It's like hey, they got problems that they need to solve. And Chris Pine, he's pining for his family back. He wants he wants his wife back. You know. And at the end of the movie, he he, there's some character growth. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I got my daughter. I got my found family. And you know, that's what we need right now. And that's enough. And I really like that. I think that's the mark of a good, you know, there was some fun action. There was some fun comedy, but they tied it all together with a, a nice little plot, a little character development. That's what makes this movie great is that it throws all those things together to make a nice story. And that's what so many blockbusters get wrong. They ignore the story part and they're just trying to do the comedy. They're trying to do the fun effects. They're trying to do the action. They don't even always pull them off that well. This one, tons of comedy, tons of jokes per minute, a lot of action as well. Good characters. And at the end of the day, Chris Pine's out here delivering a story, telling a tale. That's what I'm about. Now, let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I played Dungeons and Dragons like four times. My brother, oh, he's so into Dungeons and Dragons. You think you're into Dungeons and Dragons? You idiot. He's out here playing Dungeons and Dragons. He's out here consuming the content, reading the books, finding the loopholes, listening to the podcast, paying for the videos of people that run their own campaigns. He's out here in it. All right. Whatever you think, you know, you know less than him. All right. He will loophole you so fast. You don't even know the rules he's skirting around to make his character unstoppable. So that's what, here's the thing. I, I did it a couple times. You know, it's pretty fun. It's pretty good. I couldn't commit I think I needed my own group of friends. I was the little brother that was being included. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I like the nerds. I'm cool with the nerds. Hey, I know you. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not in it with those nerds. It's the drama nerds I'm not in with. There was a group of drama nerds that tried to be friends with me in college and we hung out a few times, but it couldn't couldn't blossom. I couldn't hang long enough to get invited to what I'm sure the D&D group they had, you know? So that's what it comes down to the nerds nerds out here. Did you like this movie? Because as far as I can tell, no nerd knows what this movie was. They're out here and they've sat down and they fantasized about all the fun times they had playing Dungeons and Dragons and all the fun times they might have in the future playing Dungeons and Dragons. And they never sat down to think, Hey, I paid for a movie. I should be watching this. I should look. Movie nerds, we know what's up. You Dungeons & Dragons nerds, you think you're so cool making your stories and creating your characters and living in your worlds. I'm out here consuming the content. You guys are out here creating content like fools, all right? You're out here creating your own adventures. So I'll let other people create mine for me and not complain about it. Look, let me tell you something else. No, Cody. No, don't cutting, you cut no, me I off. I have to cut. Cody, I'm here's going, the thing. I'm steamrolling Cody, you because I got to talk more quivers, about Dungeons & Dragons. Because here's the thing about Dungeons & Dragons. Three everyone compartments. wants to talk about how much fun Dungeons & Dragons is, except that every person I've ever talked to that plays Dungeons & Dragons does nothing but complain about their group and how the people aren't playing it right, and how you can't get everyone to show up on time for the session. All right? That's the real problem. That's the ugly underbelly no one wants to talk about Dungeons & Dragons that you <laughs> never actually get to play because no one shows up on time. You can't find the right time of week, and you can't get everyone on board at the same time. All right? That's what no one wants to talk about. Look at me in the eyes because you... You, the egg is on your face, Tyler, because you have complained to me about your group and their punctuality. That's what you don't You don't want to admit it. Look into your soul. Here's the thing you about every D&D true. group. I'm
1: about to call out every single D&D group that's ever existed. Okay. <laughs> First off, Cody, it's called the efficient quiver. Okay. It's three compartments. Each can hold different oh, size items. I'm talking, you could put staffs, rods. And wands in here. Like, you can turn a wizard into the most unstoppable killing machine in the world, okay? Did I do this? Did I literally... Here's the thing in Pathfinder, which is like three, three th- third no. edition, but you can do this no, in any this edition. Is not no, no, a go to you listen podcast. to this. I'm this doing this because I'm talking Dragons, about Dungeons and Dragons now. Movie. What you do, you get yourself have you ever a little heard follower.
0: About a movie, but get yourself
1: a little follower. Okay, get yourself a little little, little slave minion wizard. Okay, and you say, all right, while well, we're adventuring, wizard, you make wands. You make wands. You're maybe gonna have to make a few rolls. You just have this dude chugging away everybody else they're like oh i want a fighter i want a cleric i want i want a useful companion you're like i want a wizard he's gonna be chugging away on these wands okay <coughs> then you're gonna come back he's gonna hand you a quiver and then you're gonna leave again and then every situation that's ever gonna exist you pop one of these wands out of this thing and you're like i got 50 casts of this thing and then all these D nerds of her fifth edition are like well how are you gonna attune to it i'm not a freaking nerd dude I just, it's a wand. Use the wand. Why do you gotta spend like 18 sessions attuning to a stupid wand? Anyway, uh, <coughs> I did like how it did attunement in this movie, how it made it not stupid, all right? Because attunement, I've always hated it in the game. I like how this made it not dumb. I like how each, here's the thing I will say about the movie, Cody. I'll take a second, and then I'm gonna call out every D&D group that's ever existed, okay? Here we go, sidestep okay. to the movie. I think the way the movie handled the different classes, the way that it showed them, the way that they used them throughout the adventure is perfect because had the they each actually had the abilities that they have in the in the game, there'd been no purpose for most of them, right? But
0: mm-hmm.
1: the bard just being able to talk his way through stuff and plan things is what a bard typically does. They have the high charisma. They can plan the characters who, the people who play bards tend to like to plan stuff out, talk their way, role play things. So they're the ones that are usually talking to characters and kind of smoothing over everyone else being idiots. Okay. And desperately trying to get everybody killed. So I thought that was funny that there were even moments where Mm -hmm. they would say something dumb in the middle of a conversation and he would be like, don't say that and have to smooth it over because that has happened in every single role playing session I've ever been a part of. I usually uh-huh. play a bard and that's exactly how it goes. I'll be looking into a friend of mine's eyes, seducing the crap out of them. OK, and it's uh, it makes other people uncomfortable because we were both very good at role playing the seduction, Cody, and to the point uh-huh. where at one point somebody said, I'm uncomfortable. Like out loud to everyone else. And we were like, all right, we'll stop. And he just said, do a roll, which I diss I basically effed him. All right. Because I rolled so well. All right. I just need everybody to know that. Okay. Um, but and then I like how they then did the leveling up because for most of these characters, I was telling Tiffany, most of them in combat, right? There's it's almost impossible to show in a movie the leveling up. Because for something like a druid, you can turn into a bug bear or, or a, an owl bear. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, you know, like then you're to your 17th level. What? You can turn into a dragon. But if you're going up to like seventh level, what can you do? Well, now you can turn into an owl bear twice. And it's like, Cool. How do we show that in a movie? So I like the focusing mm-hmm. on the sorcerer, showing him gaining his confidence. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because that is like a level on him leveling up throughout the adventure, him getting more confident in his ability to cast the spells does show yeah. his caster level going up, as then he's able to counteract the time stop spell. You know, like how the bard getting more confident and able to talk his way through things able to plan better shows him getting better. So it just shows that. You know, like I, I like how they took those and and used them to inspire how they structured the storytelling rather than I feel like a lot of times when you're trying to tell like a lot of the movies and stuff that are based on the properties, movies and games that are based on the properties tend to say, OK, well, we have to show it just like it's a game being played. And it's like, well, if you're not playing a path uh, like a DD game, right, like a lot of people, they'll watch things like Critical Role is probably the most popular uh, game of DD that you can watch people play but there's others you know like i actually just subscribed to dimension 20 which is another super popular one
0: yeah i know that one um, that's a good one
1: is they're like i find them a lot funnier they tend to be try to be less epic well, and try to have more fun with it it seems they're, like
0: they're also comedians yeah playing Dungeons <laughs> and and dragons versus D people
1: well the other people are yeah. voice actors in critical role
0: oh yeah yeah um but are they comedians
1: a couple of them are more comedic, but most of them are, they're like, they're just actors. So they do funny stuff, but they right. also do serious roles. Um, yeah. And that one also started out as a, just friends playing and then became a show. Uh, mm. But those people, they're trying to make a show. Most games, if you're just there watching it, they're boring to watch. They're fun to play, boring to watch. Like,
0: So,
1: Uh you know, so you don't really want to see it, but, you know, I liked that, you know, I felt like their decision to go with certain characters and have certain ones be like the the NPCs, you know, like the high level NPC um, and stuff like the Paladin, him doing his like speeches and stuff. It's like, oh, it's so perfectly, it's, I did such a good job of on my end, you know, like on a real sense, on a real, a real side embodying the feeling of playing the game in a movie, you know, where the paladin's about to give like some long speech of platitudes. And usually it's like the bard character or like a, barbarian character that's like all right we'll see you around <laughs> just like cutting yeah. them off halfway through this like well prepared speech just like nobody yeah. cares about your stupid platitudes or even yeah. like my I- favorite thing to do as a bard with the paladins is to desperately try and i have tried so many times i have not succeeded yet but to try to get them to turn into anti paladins which is basically just trying to make them evil and so they lose yeah. all their powers but then they get cool well, that's evil I- powers <laughs>
0: That's what I kind of like. Like, I don't know a ton about D&D, but I know a little enough. Um, but that's what I kind of liked about the Paladin characters. Like, he didn't stay with them for the whole adventure because he is, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm honor bound to do like my right. Like, the only reason he isn't out here just like solving everyone's quest for them is that he has this like code of ethics, you know, that he's like, nope, I'm on my path. I'm doing my thing. You guys, mm-hmm. you know, go do your whatever. Yeah. Make it swear an oath to me and go on and whatever. Yeah. So I did, I did appreciate that. Which, you know, like I, in games
1: that happens, like you give them an impossible task, you give them a high level NPC that'll help them get through, or they can cast the spell they need, but then you have to be able to take them away so that, or else they just say, all right, you've solved this. Like you do it, you fix it. You know, cause that final fight, mm-hmm. had that paladin been there, it would have just been like, okay, you fighter and we'll just support you, but you just run up and hit her with your sword a bunch, you know? And it's like, well, they, they don't want that happening. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, I liked. It. I I thought they did a good job calling out some like you know they had the gelatinous cube and they had the mimic and I thought they did a good job bringing a lot of those items into the into the world. Um,
1: Cody, you know about mimics, all right? You've played Dark Souls,
0: yes. I well, I you know, like I said, I know a little bit about D and D, so I do. You know, I've I've uh, scrolled through the monster, whatever monster handbook, whatever. So I mean I've seen him and of course I have played the Dark Souls games. So Which, you know yeah. I love this fun fact. I've been owned by more than one
1: mimic. I love I love sharing it with people. But the, the like was it me? Mi- is it me? Mi- what's his name? is it Miyamoto? Is that the name of the guy that did the? He, he has this, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. He okay. is
0: one of the Mi- he is one of the several Miyazakis. Miyazaki's okay. I was like I know he's got the same as another games. famous person. Yeah, um, Miyazaki who does Dungeons. I think he's Hidetaka Miyazaki? yes I'm not mistaken not to be mistaken for Hayao Miyazaki or the other Miyazaki guy too um but he when he was a kid had
1: Dungeons and Dragons books but he couldn't read English Mm -hmm. and they were all in English so he just looked at the pictures and that's how he got the inspiration for a lot of the story and everything and how he fell in love with high like fantasy and that kind of stuff and it is interesting how, cause the core mechanics, it is so funny to me when someone like you right comes along and you're like, I just, I don't like the nerdiness of the dungeons and dragons. I can't get into it. But then I watch you spend like 20 minutes in a menu, like honing a rod of, of sounding or whatever. I don't know. Garbage that's in, in uh dark souls. Like I'll tell you right now, I'll get real nerdy with video games, but when these Dark Souls nerds are trying to do their stuff, my eyes glaze over so hard. I'm just like, give me a sword and tell me what to smack. But, you know,
0: let me give you let me give you a hot tip. This is for all the listeners. If you're out here and you're like, I want to play a FromSoft game, but it's too hard. Let me tell you why it's too hard. Number one, you probably suck at video games. Number two, it's also probably mostly because your build sucks because those games, they punish you. If you build your character the wrong way, uh, the game is really tough. And when you build your character the right way, it is like four times easier. Anyway, what were you saying? Oh, just, you know, nerds
1: with your builds and stuff and like.
0: I'm going to do a nude build with, I'm
1: I'm just a nude man with a sticker. I'm doing the 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 heaven's gate build where you, you go and you find the butt plug of destiny and you shove it up in there. And then that gives you access to the gates of Valhalla where you got to fight a Ragnarok, which is just this basically just a stripper on a pole, but it's, she's 800 years old and, Parts of her flying off and that's how she attacks you. She flings bits of herself off at you. And then you take her period blood and you forge it into the sword of (laughs) destiny. And I'm like, okay, dude, you cannot come Cody. You cannot do that. And then come at me for being a nerd with dungeons and dragons. Because I'm like, okay, here's what I did. I had a sword, random sword, and I turned to my my buddy, who's a strong, and I'm like, throw me at the demon like a spear, all right? That's what we're doing. And you're out here like, I forged the light of of the ether into my spear, and then I killed the soul of ether of ages with it. And I'm like, I just, look, dude, just, you know, I, my character's named Dave, <laughs> you know, and you're you're out here doing stuff, okay? Doing real yeah. nerd stuff, you know, but you know, do you have a rebuttal? Do you have more to say about the movie? I do have actually a lot. Oh. You're
0: out here. You're out here with the nerd friends. That's <laughs> what you understand about Dark Souls. You don't need no friends to be Dark Souls nerd. To be a D&D nerd, you gotta, you gotta not only be a nerd, you gotta be a nerd who wants to socialize with other nerds, you know, it's true. a whole other game.
1: All right. So let me call out every uh, D&D group ever. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every D and D group ever uh sucks. They all suck. You all act like you don't like you want to play and then you never show up. And then but then you all show up late, but then the last person gets treated like a monster like they tr- showed up late even though they popped into the call 20 seconds after 90% of you, all right? Mm-hmm. And then You know, and then you're running the game and everybody's like, well, you're in charge of wrangling us. And I'm like, look, I've tried to wrangle you for a month. And then they're like, I want to play. And then somebody goes in your group chat and they're like, oh, I'll play. And then you never do. Here's the thing. People who DM want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Everyone else mm-hmm. are just a bunch of moochers along for the ride. All right, and that's what it is. The rest of you are just there. I've played with people and you know who you are, and there's a chance you'll listen to this, who have been playing this game for over a decade, the same edition, and have to look and say, How does my basic attack ability work? And I it just here look. <laughs> If you came to me and said, how, if these guys, you know what? I'll tell you what, these guys, they learned it. They learned it in this movie. They learned how their basic abilities worked real fast. Okay. Uh That's the problem. That's why everybody complains about it. Cause you get these fake nerds that just want friends in with the nerds that want to play the game. And then, okay. Okay. Now we're going to, this is what, this is my point. This is the pinnacle. Okay. Kodo. you know, we have a mutual friend. His name's Chris. Okay. You are probably a real friend of his. My, I'm more of a fake friend of his, right? Cause it's not like I've talked to him in years. He could be dead for all I know. Okay. I'm guessing he's not, but you know, his current status. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Chris is the one that tried to throw me like a spear. Did he fail his role? Did he throw me 10 feet in front of a giant demon and almost get me killed? Yes. Did it get to the point where we tried this trick so often that in one fight, somebody (laughs) picked up my character and like threw me away from him? Yes. Okay. That's the point it got to because Mm. they were like, if Tyler dies, we're boned because I had all of the knowledge rules. So, but here's the thing. I loved playing with Chris. It was so much fun. I loved it. Every time he showed up, it was the best session we'd had. We made almost no progress. I was trying to talk my way out of stuff. He ended up wrestling some random henchman of this like pirate king that I was talking to behind me. And everybody got so mad at him and basically forced him out of the group. And I'm oh. going to say that's the problem with every D&D group. Because anyone who's just there to have fun, Cody, uh-huh. gets pushed out of the group by the people that are like, I wanna play. And it's like, if you're there for the story, go read a book. Okay? Oh, I'm yeah. saying it. I'm here. This is real. This is, got really real for a second. This is like a real frustration. Have. And then we'll get back to the funny ha ha's, okay? go read a this, book no, but this watch is what a I'm movie saying. go watch this movie this is a great if all you want to do is get the experience of the cool story with the dnd rules watch this movie if you want to play the game play the game and get out go watch your movie and get out of our group okay that's what i'll say to everybody that kicked chris out of our group
0: now back to this this movie. is what i'm saying about dungeons and dragons is that like everybody has this complaint to some level or another i've never met someone who plays the game who has like an active group that doesn't have at least like a medium level frustration with how it's going, you know, as far as like attendance and regular play and how the campaigns run and, you know, all that. Here's my question. If. Um, if you as a person was like, tell you what, I'm the, I'm the DM I'm running the game and we're playing at this time. And I'm starting five after, no matter what. And if you're not here, I'll do your rolls for you. We'll pretend like your character was here, and uh, you'll miss out on stuff. Would that work, or would it not? Or is it still just like hurting cats? Um, I think
1: I'll tell. Well, so okay. So there's several layers to it. One, uh, generally, at least in the groups that I have played in, um, there's usually one person who takes a lot of issue with that. And it's usually not the person who's not there, but they, and uh, even if the people who are like, oh, I won't be there. Yeah. Go ahead and play my character. They have a lot of problem with it because they're at it. They usually were like, oh no, like, you know, even if I tell them you're all going to level up at the same rate, it doesn't make you able to be, because it's like, they're like, well, they don't deserve to be here if they don't show up. Now, I'm like, all that's happening is you don't get the benefits of this player. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, it really comes down to, because it does get really complicated if as the DM, because you got to remember, like, you're trying to keep the facts of an entire world straight in your head. And then to also keep all the right. random BS about this other character straight in your head. Um, it does get difficult. But, uh, on a, but yes, I could do it. I could do it. Like if it was like, you know, like if you and I were in a group with like, a, you know, and there's like three other players and, and you were like, yeah. I'm not going to make it go ahead and play my character. Yeah. Um, but like I've in the past, I've done it and there's been times when like, I'm like, wait, wasn't this guy supposed to go? And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to play them. <laughs> and I just forget. Um, uh-huh. so there's a lot of that, you know? But as far as, like, would the game still work? Yeah, there's no, like, hard rules against that. Um, some people, as if you're, like, playing a player character as the DM, there are a lot of people who make themselves win, um, which makes it less fun for everyone else, so, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why, like, a lot of groups that, like, the groups that go forever tend to structure the game in such that like if somebody's not there, they're just not there. And Uh there's just really no, you know, it's like, Hey, if you're holding a thing that you got to have for the story, then someone else is just holding it, you know, or either someone else plays their character for them or, you know, DM plays them. But that's kind of like you said, that's the difference. The people who play for a long time, this is the co- actually I'll tell you the core to it. The people who play long-term games or play with groups, even if it's not the same game, but it's like you know like there's one group that's been playing the same campaign for like 20 or 30 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they play every month and they have without fail for a couple decades at least. And uh the biggest thing that Leads to those frustrations is if you and I had a group, right, and we said we're going to play, and a lot of these big groups that you play for like four to eight hours, and it's not that straight. It's like there's breaks. That's the thing. You say that, and everybody's like, that's too long. That's too much time. It's
0: it's like you're hanging out with your friends for that long. Yes. And you take breaks to eat, you've got snacks, you've got maybe even like a meal. You're, yeah, you know, it's like the host. for an is hour, gonna, then you just like chat, you take some breaks, you yeah. hop back in for a while.
1: Usually it's like you take a break at least every hour. You know, if you need to go to the bathroom, just get up and go to the bathroom. You know, there's a meal. Usually sometimes people like who do full days, you know, even do breakfast, lunch, dinner. Usually it's at least lunch or at least dinner. You know, like it's a whole thing. You know, at the very least you provide like there's snacks and drinks and stuff. But that's the thing is it's like everybody just wants to hang out for an hour and do it. They they're like, well, let's get together for an hour. And it's like, no, no, these groups that do it for a long time. It's kind of like you and me with this podcast, right? Cody, what do you do every Sunday?
0: What do I do all day or? No, just like this.
1: What's a thing besides church every single Sunday that you do. So if somebody says, hey, can you do this thing for three hours on Sunday afternoon?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I podcast usually.
1: Yeah. So
0: if somebody, if
1: I'm, if we're both going to be there on Sunday and someone says, hey, do you want to come over for dinner on Sunday? What do you say to them?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Be careful. I don't know. Be, be I, don't know. I, I say, how dare you? How dare you try to come between Tyler and me? You know?
1: So, But, okay. <laughs> I'll just, let me go. Let me just say, the thing is, so the groups that play consistently together, it's the thing that they're doing that day. Right? Yeah. If somebody says, if they're playing a game, if they have a game every other Saturday, or four hours in the afternoon, right? And then somebody says, Hey, do you want to go see a movie at two on Saturday? Every person I have ever played with says, Yeah. And then they text their group and they say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to be there. The people who play and don't have those complaints about their group say, No, no, I'm hanging out with my friends that day. You know, do you want to right, Friday my set time to I'm do go this. Sunday, you know, yeah. any other. Day. It's the thing they're doing that day, Dude. you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, there's times we don't do this, but usually this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, this pushes other things out of the way. Sure.
0: I work around this. Yeah. So it's like, the, I'll do it before. I'll do it after. I'll do it. You know? Yeah.
1: And that's, I think a conversation I had with my group at one point was I said to him when I, cause I was the DM or the GM, if you will, you know, if you'd, re- if you want to be progressive about it, I guess. Um, and I said, you know, like, hey, this is what I do on these days. You know, like I cancel other plans to make this happen. If you guys can't do that, this isn't gonna survive. Yeah, you know. And and then it goes back to you know, I like this movie a lot. We are talking about the movie, but like you know, if you don't, what if no, you want to. Like I said, you know, the movie is very different from the game obviously, but if you're like just wanting to be there cuz to hear the, like I can just tell you the story of the campaign I'm running. I could tell you how it ends. Cody, <coughs> here we go. Spoilers for everybody in my campaign. The Lords of Shadow are are rising from their prison and you guys had to assemble the pieces of the law and they were all just going to give them to the paladin who was going to deliver the final blow to lock away the Lords of Shadow again, saving the world. That's the end of the campaign. Now you all, everybody that ever listens to this episode now knows the end of the Mm -hmm. story. Congratulations. That's not why we were there. (laughs) All right. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Now you know do you care about that at all? No. But that's you know, mm-hmm. I could tell you from beginning of the world to that point to years after. I wrote it all down. I planned it all out. It was lots of fun for me. But if you, you know, it's like, well, it's just do you know, just go watch the movie.
0: It's a good movie. It's about Chris about the journey. Pine in it. Right? It's fine. Look, I I also here's the thing about this movie. It's also got Michelle Reed Rodriguez cast in perhaps the perfect role for her. Like, I've never seen her cast more perfectly than in this. Like, it plays exactly to her strengths. She was able to nail it. She was the short, gruff, buff lady with the soft side, mm-hmm. a hidden soft side, of course. But it was like, oh, yeah, that was great. She got to do all the action. I really enjoyed her action scenes, especially the last one um, where she's in the the forge, what would you call it? The blacksmith, you know, and she's fighting off all the people. Great fight scene. I love that she was in love with a tiny little, uh, halfling Bradley Cooper, a lot of fun, that whole scene. And let's talk about Bradley Cooper for a moment because he committed so hard to that role. Like it was one of those where like, he made the scene work because he didn't play it as a joke at all. He was just like, no, I'm this I'm this gentle little man and I'm out here and I like big ladies and I'm here. You know, I like my garden. I go on my walks. I bake bread. Anyway, he played that role so sincere. But I was like, I forgot how good an actor he is. Obviously, he's a great actor. But, you know, I was like, he's killing this part right now. But really, this is just here for comedic effect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was great. I Which- loved it.
1: I like cause a lot of those moments, right. They play with the traditional, you know, um, the tropes of, of the game, right. Where it's like, oh, the big, the big barbarian, of course she's going to be in love with a halfling who's super nice and sweet, you know? I mean, it's like, just like the bard, of course the bard's going to be like, you know, the thief with the tragic past and all that, you know, like, of course Uh he's going to be that, but he's going to approach everything with like. A very different attitude that doesn't necessarily fit with that tragic past backstory. Like, well, I used to be part of the Harpers. And like them being like, oh, they've got a past. That's such a, like, out of every game, like, oh, I used to be part yes. of this. Yes. How do you know those people? Oh, got my a past. goodness.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. of course you got a past. Well, even like two. When he's doing his little, like, at the very beginning when he's giving his story to the trial, like, yeah, but don't you want to know my backstory? <laughs> like, he's like, really, like, I thought of a really great backstory and I really want to share it with you guys because it's a big deal.
1: Oh, them yeah. making all the plan to escape with jonathan That's his name, Jonathan. <laughs>
0: jonathan. <laughs> it's like the
1: disappointment of the lady
0: <laughs> Jarnathan.
1: <laughs> like, this is not the first time he's been used to escape. Oh, my gosh. And it won't I be the last. I couldn't believe
0: it. It made me, well, too, the whole thing, right? They go through the whole thing and they escape and they're like, we approved your yeah. thing. <laughs> like, like, we approved your pardon. Which, you know, like, <laughs> the number of
1: times we've come up in game, like where you come up and when you play the game, you come up with these crazy things and like the DM is just sitting there like, none of this is necessary.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's know? like you like, guys would have done it already. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it's like the classic thing oh. of, okay, so there's a trope in the game, no matter what any of these role-playing games. Of, if you need to buy yourself like 30 minutes to an hour, put a uh-huh. door in front of them. A normal door looks nothing, ping, no magic. It's just an unlocked door. <laughs> In front of your players and watch them argue and plan their way around this door for an hour. And that's how, like, everybody, if you're like, shoot, I need to look something up, I need to buy some time, you guys see a door. <laughs> and, then, and then you <laughs> desperately start preparing your next thing. Oh, and they no. will, like, the bottle trying like to It's like a seduce Monty the Python
0: <laughs> skit of, like, yeah.
1: So it was just so funny them planning it oh, and like, doing all this stuff. And, like, just like the, the attitude that they approached being in prison so fits with like, you know, how you are in games where it's like, of course, you're not going to be of course, nobody's ever like acts like someone actually in prison because you're not in prison. You're playing a character's in prison. So you're like, oh, yeah no we got this like we can do this because you can be in prison for a hundred years. What do you care? It's just on a paper, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even out the window with Jonathan. Oh, poor yeah. Jonathan. And him, even him, oh, yeah. because Kanku—that's what he is. He's a Kanku, and him being kind of like whoa—it's so like fits like Kankus in the game. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's so so many tiny little nods, and like things are so good because I think other D D movies, um, it's used just kind of as a name, but it's just a fantasy movie, right? Like you mm-hmm. use the place names, and you might use the spell names or character names from the game, but I think they. I've never noticed them try to reference the game in any meaningful way, but so many little things reference either the game itself or like the way people play the game or the, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like the, tropes and things like everybody looks at kenkus and everybody who plays one kind of plays them like the like yeah of course you would be the nobleman who gets tackled out the window you know (laughs) like because nobody else would do would be that unlucky in that situation so yeah
0: oh well that's what's kind of fun about this um it didn't take itself too seriously, but at the same time, it had like a good enough, like heartbeat of a story behind it, which yeah. totally made it work. So, but it that's the nice thing about this is that it isn't like a big old franchise with all this lore. Like, you know, it's not like us oh, Lord of the Rings. Like, well, you really got to pay attention because there's a lot behind it and everything has a reason. And oh, well, if you're going to watch Rings of Power, well, you kind of have to know who the people are. <laughs> Bailey was like, wait, so is this what is, when we went to the we like?" I need to know anything for this. I was like, literally, this is the first movie of this whole thing. And it's just a fantasy movie. That's all I need to know, right? Fantasy story. That's all you need to know. You're good. And what's kind of fun about this, let's say this movie does do well enough that they want to do more. It's like, well, they could put out one of these every two years and just be like, oh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, colon, whatever. And you could bring back one or two characters if you want, or have them do cameos, or just do a whole new campaign to be like, no, we're just, Mm -hmm. we're doing adventures with fun directors and, that's it, you know. So that's what that's what's kind of cool about this, as it being a potential franchise. I'm curious to see. Do you have the box office numbers, or uh, yeah, do you so know you got how the, it's doing? It's only been out for like a week and a half.
1: Um, so at the time of recording on IMDb and um, Wikipedia were pretty close on it. I uh, th- well, I think Wikipedia's got a higher number. No, they got the same. Um, so the budget is roughly estimated at 150 million and the worldwide okay. growth so far is 124 million.
0: Oh uh, yeah so it's not going to be a big success unless it kind of rallies and i but think it'll probably break even
1: honestly i think part of it is um interestingly enough, i think a lot of the base audience for this movie um like the uh-huh. players like the hardcore players of dungeons and dragons There's a lot of them that are probably kind of boycotting the movie right now because Wizards of the Mm -hmm. Coast or Watsy, as some psychopaths say, (laughs) Wizards of the Coast um, (laughs) have made some moves recently where they've been very greedy with uh, the content they're putting out and how much they're charging for it and how little they put out for the price and stuff. So a lot of people are actually like switching to other game
0: systems and they're, um, There are Uh, a lot of other good systems. Yeah, like, I know Pathfinder is
1: getting very popular because they just recently put out an edition that's close to...
0: That was part of the reason I didn't play more Dungeons & Dragons is my brother changed systems every three months. Oh, yeah, that's another problem with these. I can't do it. I can't. The groups. I did the Star Wars... I built a character for the Star Wars one. I built a character for Dungeons & Dragons. I built a character for, you know... Then he's on to GURPS. Then he's on to D20 Modern. Then he's on to, you know... I was like, I can't... I don't even...
1: I'll give a shout out to all these people that are like,
0: if you're going to bring in new people,
1: you need, if you're going to be like a super nerd with it and have a group of friends that do it, you need two groups. Basically, you need one that's for new people that is always playing the same system. Pick a system. Don't change it. And then with your other hyper nerds, that are like, oh, I'm bored of Dungeons and Dragons with those group of people switch it up all the time. But you bring in new people and you're switching it constantly. That's it leads to people being like, I can't keep up, you know? Yeah, Because it's like you have to have like part of the reason you can switch so easily is that once you understand the D20 system, most of them are built Mm -hmm. off of the same core set of mechanics. So it's very easy to jump around. But if you're like still trying to figure that out, that just was super complicated. (coughs) But yeah, I like the the tone Mm -hmm. of this movie fits the tone of so many of your average campaigns. Where it's like, there are very serious beats, there's serious moments, but there's also moments of, like, ridiculousness that make you go, what is happening right now, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they flow together very well, like, well, this is all normal, you know? Like, you have this, like, epic retelling of this, like, amazing, all, you know, like, apocalyptic battle over this super powerful magic helm, but it's all being given, like because they're like <laughs> digging up people which is I've had to go through that too with that exact spell because there's no limit on how often you can cast it or anything so a lot of times yeah. if you're a good dungeon master you will you'll make them kind of hunt down the person and do it several times um, but them yeah. having to like dig one guy up and him being like well I don't know what happened to it after this <laughs> go dig up someone else oh that was my brother I died before the battle <laughs> you yeah. know like uh-huh. I slipped and fell getting out of the bath, and then what? Well, nothing. Uh-huh. I died.
0: <laughs> and, uh, Wait, yeah. don't you just have to ask him two more questions? Like, all right, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite food? <laughs> and he's like uh, barley. <laughs> like, okay, great. And what's your favorite book? <laughs> you
1: know? Oh, that one is yeah. so funny. And then leaving the one so, guy, you know, like, like that's the last yeah. question, right? And he just leave him, and he's like, oh, uh, hello. You know, like having that and then like the most pure evil red wizard in the world, like you ever seen mm-hmm. you know, the same movie. And it's like, oh, this is perfect. It, I think the tone did a real good job. I think it would have done better had Wizards of the Coast not recently made some of those poor moves and. Had so many of the, the core fan group, uh, I think, yeah. being going out of their way to avoid giving them money. Um, mm-hmm. I think because they actually said, I don't know if they. If it was during their like, oh, thanks for coming to the movies portion or whatever. But at one point, they, I think it was that where they said they called it Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I wonder if that was mm-hmm. done specifically to try to get Wizards of the Coast name out of there to because they've uh, made so many unpopular decisions recently.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do. I did. And I heard there was also controversy because it's like, oh, well, they own... Right, Dungeons and Dragons—they own all content created by it. Like, if you make a campaign, then technically that IP is property of Watsi. Um See. And I think some people were mad that they're like, "Okay, well now you just um, now you just made a movie profiting off of it." When you're saying that we couldn't technically own any of our own IP ever, even though we love the game, we play it all the time. You know? Yeah. I heard that from some other people as well. Well, what's crazy too is that it got great reviews. Did you see the reviews for it?
1: I saw the rotten the, tomato. I don't know if it was the audience or the credit score, but it was 90 The tomato
0: meter is 90 and the audience score is 94. So people really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I think it, it's an odd time for a movie to come out, but I think they were trying to get themselves the best shot to be. I will say too, I do have a beef. I have a beef with movies that market too heavily in their trailers. And this was a movie where like they put so much in the trailer that like all throughout the movie, I was like, oh, that was in the trailer. That was even like in the last 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, that was in the trailer too. You know, I was like, I wish they had held back a little bit more because they put so many great moments in the trailer that they didn't get a pop in the movie as much. That's always a beef I have. But this movie, you know, every now and then you get a director is like, hey, you can use whatever you want from the first 30 minutes, nothing after that. And this one was like, like I said, there was stuff from the last 20 minutes of the movie in the trailer. Yeah. Like, well, you should have held on to a lot of that so that the last... You know, so the movie's a little more exciting for people that, because I saw the trailer for this like seven times, you know?
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it could have been more, especially because in, you know, I think being a Dungeons and Dragons movie, if you're going to base it, as I think they did in this, where it's like basing it not from the perspective of like the writers of the campaigns or whatever that are writing the stories that they put out in modules but base it more on like Mm -hmm. all right let's base it on like a group of people playing through a campaign um like there's a chance that they could just have lost at the end, you know or like kind of succeeded but not fully succeeded because that happens all the time in campaigns where you lose you know like you you rolled bad you know, usually, like, as the person, you know, like, the dungeon master, the game master, you try to, you have what's called, um, like, you have stages of failure. So, it's like, oh, you failed this, now let's try the next step. So, which they did kind of do with the fight and all that, where it's like, you you fail at this or that, but here's other ways to succeed. So, I appreciate yeah. that. I like, but I feel like the the attention to detail and... Like, I feel like the marketing team was worried that people wouldn't get it. You know, they're like, oh, these nerds, you know, it's like most people are nerds, but it's like Dungeons and Dragons. I think people oh, what's that? just had to take a second there to die for a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, I think there is still a attitude of, well, Dungeons and Dragons is for super nerds, but it's so popular now. It's ridiculous. Like, can you think of anybody that doesn't know Dungeons and Dragons? That is not at least it doesn't know it or like most people, if you talk to them, they've played it at least once. You know, they have succumbed to one group of friends that have tried desperately of our age group. I'm not talking about your dad.
0: Right. I'm married to someone whose family is very anti nerd. They're like, nerds are so lame. Anyway, let's go be hunting nerds. You know what I'm saying? So, like,
1: I'm just saying I know
0: people that don't have any. All right. Let's
1: call out your. You're in laws. All right. And my family as well. Okay. Because you know, like I said, we were talking beforehand. I told you my brother is married into, I think a similar family to yours. And let's, I'm going to call them out right now. You're bigger nerds than any fan of dungeons and dragons and more losers and waste more money on your stupid thing that you're into. than I will ever spend on dungeons and dragons your hunting cabin that you paid $100,000 for because it's just a house on a farm, that's a stupid thing to have bought, all right? All the money you spent on all your guns and all your hunting blinds and all your hunting licenses and all your camo or all your dumb stuff, that's a waste of money. You have never killed enough deer to make it worth it. You will never save enough on... The only, the only way to make, to save money hunting is if you go out and clothes you already have, you buy the cheapest bow possible and you buy the cheapest arrows possible. And you go during bow season because the licenses are cheaper. The ammo is cheap. Everything is cheaper there. And you max out your tags. That's the only way. If you're not doing that, you are wasting money. You know, way more about that than I'll ever know about that. I'm just calling him out, calling him like a him, Cody. It's way more normal to be into D&D than to be that into hunting yeah. and
0: fishing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Look,
1: Vin Diesel plays D&D, like, Cody. Let that sink in.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Oh, I he's a huge, he's like, oh, he, he's more into D&D than your brother
0: is probably, which is weird. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Look. I don't know. What are we talking about?
1: Um, uh, well, I insulted I your in-laws it. and then I yeah, talked about Vin Diesel. now that we got that out of the way. It's Diesel time.
0: Um, I'll just say this. I think the movie was very good. I would love to see it do a little better because just in terms of, like the directors, the writers, I would love to see them get more shots at projects because I thought they did a great job with this one. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, you know, it's a tough time to be making blockbuster movies and it's, not quite peak season yet for blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. I understand the strategy of putting it out now, but you know, I think Mario had a really big opening weekend too. So it's like, it's hard. Some movies they have a big opening weekend and they sustain that for a few weeks, but when you've got a really big open, but then someone has a better open the week after you, know, it's like, Oh darn, what's going to happen? You know? Anywho, I will say I give the movie my full endorsement. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the humor just of like, between Chris Pine and Hugh Grant both like smarmily talking their way through situations. Like that's my kind of humor. I like for both people talking their way out of problems. Um, Like I said, I really enjoyed the story too. I thought it was really sweet that he chose to save uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character because he kind of connected like, oh right, this is, she helped raise her just as much as I did. And she means so much to her and, you know, that was really, and that was really cool. It was a good one. It was a good movie. Um, any other thoughts before we rate it?
1: Yeah. Um, I I liked the, the tiny attention to detail. Like I said, I'll, the big story beats fit into D&D very well, but even things like those intellect devourers not going after anybody in the party because none of the people of their party would have a high enough intellect stat in a real game to draw their attention. Like they're all non-intelligence based classes. That
0: was a great joke. So that was a really good run. They just lost like, Oh, I'm a little insulted
1: in a real game. I think I've had that happen where it's like intellect devours, And I'm like, you know, like they don't go after you and you're like, "Hmm, the heck man, I'm smart, but it's like my intelligence (laughs) score isn't high. But like, you know
0: what the, if you' are really yeah, smart dude. you wouldn't be upset that you were exactly. not being attacked by the Intel. Okay, let me tell you that's exactly what the dungeon master <laughs> said he's like
1: that's why they didn't go after <laughs> you I guess you're insulted that they didn't <laughs> I'm like oh look man. look man I got a 20 charisma I can fake being intelligent no, it's fine but uh I, I just liked a lot of those Bailey's little favorite
0: part was the was the giant chubby dragon oh yeah way around <laughs> she which got i told tiffany i was like that.
1: that's one of those characters like that's one of those named characters it's like you read him and you're just like what <laughs> like him doing doing his little floppy roll like that's an attack he could do it's in his stat block <laughs> and i'm just like oh it's so funny that they brought like him in there because he's one of those ridiculous things where it's like what is happening yeah but uh i liked those you know just like little nods little things like that to um Show Them having you know them showing like the high level NPC like wasting a bunch of dudes, and then the part of being like, Whoa, you <laughs> know, I've been around with that for everything. Um, but uh, you know, I think overall, like, I liked the movie a lot. I like those little nods and the little, um, you know, things that made fun, it made sense and were funny and from a story standpoint, but also like nodded and. Kind of linked to actual story mechanics. Like all the spells were actually spells from the game, but they don't name them. Mm-hmm. But like, if you know the game really well, you can recognize those spells as they're casting them. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. It's
0: a great way to do it.
1: Um, and I think that it's just, a, you know, even like the hither, thither staff, them giving it the portal gun mechanics because mm-hmm. the hither, thither staff is based on the portal gun. Like it's the designers of the yeah. game made a portal gun after portal came out, the video game. and so. It's stuff like that. Then making it look the same It's because it is supposed to be based on that. You know, it works exactly like a portal. (laughs) Um, so like, I like you, I wish it was doing better because I think the, like a lot of properties coming out right now, it's like kids that have grown up watching these things come out, watching these properties get made into movies and TV shows. And the people making them are the people who cared. You know, like, I don't know about how Rob feels about Dungeons and Dragons, but it feels at least like the writers and the director cares about Dungeons and Dragons to a level that the previous directors and writers just didn't. You know, they were just yeah. saw it as like a nerd fantasy platform like anything else. You know, it's kind of I mean, it's like Peter Jackson making the Lord of the Rings movies. He loved Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So he made good Lord of the Rings movies and knew what to he wanted to keep, what to get. He was rid able of.
0: to kind of capture the heart and soul of it. Yeah. To a degree, and throw that as the backbone of it.
1: And I think, I mean, like you said, <laughs> yeah. I think this has set them up for a great like, be able to just say, you know, okay, you know, maybe have the same characters replace some because it'd be just like any other game of D&D. Like, oh well, you know, the person who plays uh, the tiefling can't come anymore. They want to play a different character. So if you're really playing with that a group, characters come and go all the time.
0: I mean if you wanted to be crazy, you could do the same actors as different classes and characters.
1: Yeah. Which that
0: would be funny. You know what I'm saying? You could make Chris Pine the sorcerer instead and then have the, um, have the sorcerer guy be like an archer warrior dude, you know, and then kind of like do different things. You'd have the, what's her name girl, the shapeshifter girl be like a halfling thief or a halfling, you know, something, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, I don't think that's the smartest move to do franchise wise, but I'm saying like you could do it. Um,
1: It would be funny to do like a bunch of like shorts that you put up on the DVD or on YouTube or something with that same idea. That would
0: be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: But So overall, I think I, I thought it was good as a fan, as someone who plays the game every so often. And it made me want to play the game a lot more. It made me like you said, it made me think about all the fun things that I found myself on constantly or constantly thinking, like, man, Flander would just solve this problem because Flander is the character I played for the longest. He was a bard, and I'm just like, man, he would lay waste to these issues, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there are also moments where I'm like, man, this is exactly how I would have done it, and that's how they wrote the story. And so I liked it as a movie. It made me want to play the game. And so I think it really it hit all of the marks that they were going for and they needed to hit for it to be good. So I think it deserves all of the yeah. praise it's getting in it. I just want, I wish more people would be going out to see
0: it. Yeah, sure. So what are you going to rate it?
1: I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to give it all an right. A. I don't think it's A plus or material, but it is an A. I think I'll be, I will be purchasing the steel books. So hopefully they got one of those.
0: Ooh. Um, I think. It didn't pop quite to the A level for me, oh, but I would give it, I'll give it a B plus. I thought it was mm-hmm. really good, really solid. Maybe if I'd seen it with a slightly friendlier audience, I, the problem, sometimes the problem with uh, seeing a movie on like a Monday or a Tuesday, which is what we've been doing lately, is that you get a smaller theater, you don't get the people super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we had seen it opening weekend, Bailey doesn't like going into like a packed theater as much, but I kind of like it for movies like this. Cause you're like, you know, the people that like it, that are going to laugh at the jokes and like appreciate it more. Anywho, maybe I could have got up to an A minus, but very solid, really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend it. And it's the kind of movie that like, if you love Dungeons and Dragons, you can appreciate it from that view. If you just like movies, you can appreciate it from that view. If you're just like a, the kind of person that's going to hit the blockbuster popcorn kind of movies, you can appreciate it from that view as well. You know? So I do yeah. think they did a great job with it. I would see more projects from the people that made this one. Um, and hey, shout out to that special effects team. You know, the uh, editing of the special effects was spot. Those visual effects were edited just real well, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, that all the textures on the fire and the things and the stuff. It was like, hey, it looks good.
1: Yeah. You know, just... I think, you know, as a professional movie reviewer, Cody, I don't know about yeah. you, you know. I would say I think uh whoever was involved in the editing of that, they probably deserve some kind of raise, you know. Yep. Maybe a bonus of some cor- sort, you know, percentage of the movie's yep. ticket sales.
0: Agreed. Yep. You know. Yeah. Oh but yeah. I think that's what I would say. And then maybe they well, Tyler you know,
1: pass some of that money on to maybe some Professional movie reviewers that gave them a shout out. Yep. You know,
0: someone that shouted them out at some point, some content creator somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Share the love. Wow. Well, want to thank everyone for listening. And you can rate us, review us, share us wherever you find your podcasts. We are Opinion Havers. We're on social media at Opinion Havers. One day, you know, we're going to release all these and then we'll need more movies. And that's where you come in. You can ask us to do your movies. You are you want us to make you you made the ones that you want us to watch and talk about. Uh, Tweet us, you know, hit, hit me up on that social until next time. Watch movies, have opinions.
1: and uh, And remember that every sports fan is a bigger nerd than you are if you play these games. Oh, don't you know about George Thomas, the greatest left-handed batter that ever played on the Toronto Tudors? Let's talk about
0: this, Tyler. Do you, no, I don't. How many, how many Dungeons & Dragons books could you buy for the same price as an NFL jersey? Uh,
1: the Dungeons & Dragons books? Uh, uh, maybe two. Dungeons & Dragons books, like I said,
0: expensive. That's twice as many jerseys as you're getting for that money. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. And you know, it's a book, it makes me smarter.